This is The Coacherian, where coaches go to grow. Coacherian, like a terrarium for coaches. It's the pocket-sized podcast for leaders who coach to gain skills and confidence. Welcome to The Coacherian. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Coacherian. If you haven't listened before, we're Gary, Dana, and Wendy. This is the smallest podcast spread over the longest distance, over 5,000 miles from here in London, England, via Dallas to San Diego. Now, in each Coach Arium episode, we're going to be bringing to life a particular topic that you might be grappling with. Dana, what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about something that Wendy brought to us from Adam Grant. And Wendy, why don't you share um, and give us your take on this? Because this is an interesting subject between bosses and leaders. Yeah, so for anyone who's not aware, Adam Grant is an organizational psychologist who's written a lot of books and is uh, has spoken a lot publicly about these topics. And you can find him at Adam M. Grant on all the socials. But he recently shared this. A boss looks for reasons to say no. A leader looks for reasons to say yes. A boss issues orders and demands loyalty. A leader gives direction and takes responsibility. And then last, a boss expects to be the most important person in the room, and a leader makes everyone feel important. So when I read that, I thought, wow, you know, he's using the word leader here, but really we could substitute coach for that. Uh, you know, we, we on this podcast, we talk about uh, the coacherium is where leaders who coach go to grow. So I just thought that this was a really beautiful picture of that transition or, or that those differences between what we might call traditional bosses and leaders who coach. What about, I'd love to hear what the two of you thought about that as well. Yeah, I when this when you shared this with us from Adam Grant, it made me think of what I've seen in the work that Gallup has done about the changing demands of the workforce and the past and the present. So I guess the big question that's on my mind is, is this a generational thing with boss to leader or is it in every generation? I mean, that's a really interesting question. Um, I remember being quite shocked a few years ago when I was engaging with some people who were um, relatively young leaders, but displaying a lot of leadership or boss-style management approaches. So they hadn't really figured out their own authentic leadership or management style yet. And to some extent, they were doing what they thought bosses did, and they were acting in a way, maybe it's, maybe it's how they learned from people that they'd been managed by. And it was shocking for me because I kind of assumed that the younger leader would naturally start to to lead more in this kind of way. But I think that that I'm sure there are generational patterns, but there's not a cutoff where, you know, people of a younger generation can't act in, in more of a boss way. Um, a question in my mind is, 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 is the coach way of leading always the right answer? Or are there sometimes times where a, a bit of boss can be quite useful? Uh, or in certain sectors, or in certain moments? What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question, Gary. 
you know, as I look down this list of things that he's identified are, you know, more boss characteristics versus leader characteristics, it's stuff like saying no, issuing orders, demanding loyalty, expecting to be the most important person in the room. So, you know, you look at that list and most of those, I think we would all say, no, those aren't good things, right? Uh, except for one, this, this, this concept of saying no. I think that's gotten a bad rap, I feel like, in the last couple of years, this notion that, oh, I don't ever want to say no to someone. I always want to say yes. And I'm not sure that's always a healthy response or a healthy thought process. What do you think? I agree. And I think there's ways of saying no as well. So I quite like the, that's a lovely idea, but no, (laughs) as opposed to no. Um, but Dana, what do you think? Yes, I think you there direct is important, but encouraging is also important. So this is no, and this is why I think so many leaders don't take the time to explain the why, and they just go to the no. And what I think this is saying is, well, there's reasons to say yes, but here's why I'm going to say no right now. And this is why. But wanted to look at this other alternative way we can think about it and maybe look at some other options is a way to say that. Um, And I think it's just that goes back down to, you know, emotional intelligence and who are you talking to and what what do they need and what do they need to get from the conversation instead of this is me imparting my my bossy self on you at this moment in time. Exactly. And I think you've hit the nail on the head here, right? That the point of all of these is that a boss cares about themselves more than, well, in this, the way that Adam Grant is proposing it, right, is that this boss cares more about themselves than the people that they're leading. And this leader cares more about the people that they're leading over themselves. I think the time when sometimes you see, you know, the characteristics of boss and it will say sort of yells down the phone at people, thinks more about themselves than others, uh, thinks they're the most important person in the room and tells people what to do. And I think there are times when tell is important to, you know, military is, is, is a good example. You know, military works very effectively in a command and control structure outside the military you don't want everything to be a command and control structure, but sometimes when you're in a crisis, you want somebody to step forward and, and take charge of the situation um, and not be in coaching mode. So what do you think we should all do to put this fire out? They want to go, you go get the buckets, you get the, get the water and we'll throw it on the fire and we'll put the fire out. Um, so I think that sometimes the tell, as you know, your words, Wendy, gets a, gets a bad rap. But I think more, I think that I, I see more and more organizations where um, they know this to be true, that they want to move in the direction of more leader style or coach style. But actually, when they look at themselves, they are still very significantly in boss style. And where I'm seeing that at the moment in organizations is in organizations with really long tenure, actually. So, so the organization had, has stayed quite similar for a long period of time. And the individuals within that organization have a limited experience outside of the one that they inhabit every day. So if it was boss style 10, 20 years ago, it's still boss style today because it would take something external to shift that dynamic. 
And I think I'm I'm being surprised actually with how many organisations that you would think from the outside in would be really progressive on people issues, but actually when you look at their dynamic, they still have um, quite an old-fashioned way of thinking about how they manage their their people. And it's probably something from a long time ago that somebody set the culture that way and they just keep doing it because that's all they know. And as to your point, it's the tenured people that are keeping that going. And so the young ones come in and they just follow suit. And it, you've got to break that cycle. So I have a question. So, so when you want to help an organization break that cycle, where do you start? I start with the leader, it kind of goes back to, I think, another topic we'll probably talk about, but I would go to the leader who has the influence to help lead in the new direction and start with developing, you know, 80% of leaders' jobs is developing people. It's not pointing to, oh, look at me, how great I am. And I think part of that is a lack of personal branding, a lack, lack of what is your leadership brand? Is it do you, it's not your title, but the old generation, the old way, right? The past was, yeah, I'm, I'm the, I'm the boss. I'm the one in charge and you're going to treat me this way, but that's, that's going to, that's changing. And I think it's up to the influencers that are leaders in the, in the organization to start making a difference by building a personal brand that shows the um, leader as, as coach. Yeah, I think there's two things that come to mind in terms of trying to make a shift here. The first is awareness that there's another way, right? I mean, how many times do we get stuck doing something the same way it's always been done just because we don't, we're not aware, right? Oh, wait, there's a, there's another way I could do this? Oh, I didn't know that, right? So some of it is the awareness. And I think then the second part is the individualization. So what does your organization, uh, what motivates the people in your organization? What those bosses that are there right now, what motivates them? You know, I think you have to tap into what it is that's driving their leadership style right now and then figure out how you, you know, this is clearly my individualization strengths coming out here, but I... I think you have that the the most success comes from when the solution is tailored to the needs of the individual and the needs of the organization. One other thought I have is I'm getting ready to do this with one organization right now is a, a survey, and whether it's a Q12 survey or Qualtrics or other surveys, but there are things that come out in that about the leadership or about the direction, and I think there's opportunities there as well. And what happens? I mean, Adam, Adam Grant saying, you know, a boss is this and leader is that. What's the impact of shifting that, that leadership culture from boss to leader or boss to coach in your experience? What changes in the organization? I would say it releases fear. There's a fear that's there when there's always this boss thing going on and that there's no uh, input desired by other people. There's um, not a sense of... Um, sharing, collaboration, there's not a sense of feeling like they're valued. And so there's a sense of fear and lack of trust. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And, and I am grateful that you brought that up. Uh, the other thing that I see is uh, 
just much more collaboration across teams and people really stepping up. You know, I mean, I've just been experiencing this recently with uh, someone that I was working with who had uh, he, people had referred to this person as someone who uh, was maybe a low performer. And after we went through the strengths uh, practice and some coaching and, uh, you know, team building exercises, this person recently said to me, you know, I just, I thought that I had to be these other people. And, you know, I thought I had to be like these other people. And now that I know my strengths and I know how I can lead well, then I have a lot more confidence in my own, you know, myself in how I lead. And that's showing, right? Everybody sees it. It's, it's coming out. So I think that's really key that, I don't know, part awareness on the individual level and part just equipping of them. I wanted to loop back in, in closing to a thing Dana said, which is 80% of the role of a leader is to develop their people. And I'm thinking of an organization where somebody's the sales director and they're going, well, my job is sales. And then somebody else is the finance director. Well, my job's financing things. And my role's the operations director. And my job is operating things. And actually, Dana's right. You're, 80% of your job is developing people. And it's easy to get sucked into, but my job title is this other thing or this outward-facing thing. And I, and I think that I, there's probably a connection in that. When you see the organizations that don't develop their people, They've got all the people who are doing the thing that's in their job title, but they're not doing the thing that builds an amazing business. Uh, and I love that point about fear because that's often unspoken in organizations. And so to be able to recognize and start to look for that and say, I wonder whether there's an impact from me leading with this culture or leading in this way that is holding us back in a way that I don't want to be the case. That could be really, really powerful. Really great conversation and uh, lovely to hear both of your thoughts, Dana and, and Wendy. Most listeners who listen to the Coach Aaron on Apple or Spotify don't yet follow this podcast. Every additional follower we get helps us to raise the profile of what we're doing and bring you more episodes. So if you can do one thing for us today, then please hit the follow button and get updated whenever we put new content live. Thanks for listening and tune in next time. Bye, Dana. Bye, Wendy. See you soon. Bye. This has been another episode of The Coacherium. Follow, like, and subscribe to our content to receive updates on future episodes. Join us again soon in The Coacherium.